Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I am Robbie Falky, and I'm sitting here with my boy, Mike Guillory. How you doing, buddy? Yo, I'm doing good, man. Uh, just waiting to fill my stomach with unnecessary amounts of turkey this coming Thursday. Right. I mean, what's your what's your go to dish for Thanksgiving? All right. So my go to dish is, is, is two, two items. They, they kind of coincide with each other, but uh, fried turkey, but the leg. Hell yeah. And then cornbread dressing. If I can only have those two items, I think I'd be solid. I feel like dressing and or stuffing is always like a hot topic because you only get it once a year. Maybe maybe you have it with some pork chops in the middle of the winter another winter day i don't know but i feel like stuffing isn't something you get a lot so 100 true stuffing <laughs> or or uh, dressing whatever you want to call it i'm probably gonna roll with that too um i like sausage in mine you gotta gotta have some meat oh, in yeah. the stuff it's too dry but, um, <laughs> don't forget I want that good gravy. I want that chicken giblet gravy. You know? <laughs> I want the chunks in my turkey. Turkey giblet, I mean. <laughs> but I want that good stuff. Yeah. So we have a lot of good stuff in store this episode. Um, we're going to talk about our favorite retros of 2019. We're going to talk about some of the new Yeezys releasing and some really cool program goat has been offering the past couple of days. Um, they have a little black Friday sweepstakes daily type deal going on. Um, Mike, I know you've been pretty, pretty into that every day. What, what kind of shoes have you been seeing? What's that been like? Yeah, you know, it's been pretty good. They, I think they started this last year and I think last year they had better selections for the raffles. So the way it works is you get these tickets of course, if you actually make purchases through Go, your member, so on and so forth, you have a little bit leg up in the amount of tickets you get. But very easy to get tickets. You have to just go ahead and, you know, so, you know, share through social media the things you're putting in a raffle. You get more tickets. Take these little cool little quizzes is actually pretty, you know, they're pretty easy. I mean, anyone who's who has it, like half your time in the sneakers like us, you can answer them and get a you know good amount of tickets, but Things I've been seeing has been really easy heavy, at least the first day. Um, right now, we're during, during the second leg, the second round, they call it. Um, 
they have a couple things like you have a chance to, you know, buy a Yeezy 350 Moon Rocks for 200 bucks. So way below resale right now. Uh, they have the Supreme Snakeskin 98, which is, I think, of those three that dropped or four that dropped, that was the best one. Uh, Yeezy Boost 700 OG, 750 OG 350. You can't find it for 350 anymore. So keep on putting in the tickets and you have a better chance to win, of course. But they also have things like $100 GOAT credit, uh, $1,000 GOAT credit. And to be honest, that's the things I'm kind of chasing because it doesn't, because if you get the opportunity to buy the sneaker you have until I think November 30th is the latest you can purchase the sneaker. But if you get the credit, it's, there's no end date to it. So I think, it's, I mean, I don't want to give everybody my secret of where I'm throwing my tickets, but if you, if you do do it, I think that's a good look and keep an eye out for the exclusive drops they're doing as under retail items, under resale items, of course, too, uh, that they're doing, I think they're doing, uh, I want to say four a day. So it starts 10 a.m. Pacific time. And today they dropped, I think the, was it Reebok Club C? It's like the Triple J Hound collaboration. They dropped two pairs of Calabasas by Adidas uh, sweatpants for 50 bucks. They right now, if you guys are subscribed to go, go to their app, like right now, if you want a pair of Easy Boost 700 Mauves for uh, 225 bucks, which is a hundred under retail, just about. And I just realized you won't hear this until tomorrow. So never mind. See what else was out there today. <laughs> Your heart is in the right place. <laughs> I think that's what matters. Um, I mean, the thousand dollar or hundred dollar credit kind of is the way to go because yeah. I also saw the Supreme 98s, and the biggest size they have is an 11, and almost every shoe has been you know, not very helpful for team big feet. So it's been a little difficult, but thousand bucks, you can buy whatever the hell you want. So that's, that's definitely a good deal. Um, it's funny seeing these Yeezys for less than retail. It's really the only place you can find Yeezys on sale are like these resale markets, right? And the people oh, right. Sitting on the product, and they're like, "Ooh, I'll, I'll, I'll eat the eighty bucks. I'll eat whatever to just make this shoe go away." <laughs> oh yeah, because what happens is they realize that the market's been so saturated that they can't give them away. So if you, if anyone's in the market for a Yeezy seven hundred right now, um, I, those are the best value of any of the the Yeezys out there. Three fifties for some reason still are above retail. Two uh, Yeezy five hundreds or are above retail because people are finding a good margin because they're the cheapest of the group to buy. Um, so yeah, if you need an easy under retail, go check go. And I think the 700 is probably the best model personally for the more bang for the buck. Cause you get the materials and stuff, but just a side note, my favorite two things they're trying to raffle off right now in this, uh, in this particular leg of the, uh, the black Friday raffles is the, uh, 2010, Jordan 11 cool gray for 175 bucks. And then a much slept on, but much love favorite of mine is the Supreme by Flynet Lunar One. I don't think many people remember that one, but it was when the, uh, the, the, the Flynet Lunar One put the Supreme logo backwards on the, uh, on both sides of the shoe is black on black. And it was super clean. That's definitely a shoe. I hear a lot of people talking about, but, you don't see a lot. I mean, 
definitely get a great deal on some easy 700s you can get some easies for full retail here in the next couple months nothing new there but adidas is dropping a whole mess of brand new 500s you know 350 v2s it's a whole bunch of stuff going down um it's kind of all starting off with a restock of the triple black 350 v2 that released earlier this year um one of those shoes you're not making a big margin on but you're still you know pocketing 100 200 bucks right in that range um i'll definitely be trying to get a pair i think it's one of the best v2s that there are that all black speaks to me but <laughs> i mean it does it goes with everything man like it, it's, it's true looks, um, but we have a whole bunch of new and kind of out there colorways releasing uh, i think my eyes go towards the um the years yees reel it's not yeah, I think it's, the, like, <laughs> it's the yees reel um you have the earth colorway and then you have this really kind of wild, bright one, the Yen Chili. Yeah, Chili. Yeah, Yee Chili. It's funny because, like, you want to say Yee because you know it's Kanye, and that's probably what it is. But um, I think of like Yee Chili, like Kanye Chili with like beef and beans. <laughs> Kanye's new brand of chili. Yeah, right. Brought that meat. <laughs> that sounds sounded really wrong. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> He brought something. Um, of of those three, are there any? Do any of those three speak to you? Or are you tired of kind of seeing these last runs of V twos before the V threes drop? I mean, anything particular on your mind about these? Well, the thing is, so I'm in a, I'm in a weird place because I'm I've been a big proponent of good lord, can we change this this style of shoe? Because I've seen too many three fifties. But it's crazy when you put. The 350 V1, 350 V2, and then this 380 Alien next to each other. I I gravitate toward the 350 V2. So it, I like the colors of these Christmas releases. I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath about getting one because we all know how that goes. Anytime there's reflective, multicolor, easy, you can you have a better chance of winning the lottery. Um, but if they were to keep coming out with things like that, I mean. I'd be cool with it. Like mix it up a bit. Let's get away from so many earth tones. I'm all right with that because when I look at the 350 V1, it actually looks outdated now, which is no one. I'm maybe one of the only people in the world that would say that, but it feel like it feels outdated when I look at that that Moon Rock. They just didn't have enough detail on it. It looks like a slipper. And then the um, 380, I don't hate it, but I don't know. That's gonna. I mean. I may not like it today, but the more I see it, it may grow on me. So who knows? I, but if they can just keep coming up with good colors of the V2, I say keep pumping them out. Maybe I get lucky and get one for retail or under. So 380, do you mean the 700 V3? Because I'm not seeing a 780. Oh, no. The 380 is the one that was supposed to oh, drop yeah, this past yeah. weekend. I know what you're talking yeah. about. If you, yeah. Yeah. But that 700 V3 is actually supposed to be 180 bucks, right? That's the one he gave to DJ Khaled. That is. Yeah, it's supposed it's to be 180 bucks, supposedly. But we shall see. Hopefully it's mass produced. <laughs> I wonder if it's because they went to more of a TPU build 
than having, you know, leathers and suede and a mixture of materials. It's kind of just boost yeah. with a whole bunch of plastic and rubber around it, which it looks cool, but I can see how you can drive the cost down yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. The 700 is, I mean, it's super cool, but then you have stuff like the 700 MNVN, which is pretty much, well, no, it is the same tooling as the first two iterations <laughs> of the 700, but they put this like graphic print across the top, orange and black, and it says 700 across it. Those I think are the weakest link of everything dropping here in the next coming months. Dude, agreed. That one looks like, you know, like if you go to any outdoor store, they have their tennis shoe section, like the Columbia sneakers. That's what it reminds me of for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> no, that's so funny. Cause like, I didn't, I thought something like that, but I didn't put a name to it or like a footwear type until you said that. And now I 100% see it. Like that's, <laughs> you could put Columbia instead of 700 and these things would be popping yeah. off. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I might buy it. They're like, hey, why not? If it's comfortable and it looks pretty dope, I'll, I'll take it. Comfortable and dope, that kind of describes what the Yeezy Basketball is going to be trying to do. Like, that's another brand new design we've been talking about, what feels like forever. But that's going to be, I think, a real comfortable, not concrete ready, but more hardwood ready. Um, not going to be trying to step okay. in these on my day to day life. But on the basketball court, that's something really different. And I'm feeling it. I think it looks good. Oh, yeah. Dude, I've been waiting for these to drop. I mean, I always, uh, man, it was, I think it might have been a while ago. We were talking about it in one of the episodes. And I was joking. I said, I think this might be the first one I give, you know, Kanye my money for. Because something about that basketball sneaker is just, I like the basketball build. Looks like there was some, you know, some thought put into it. I'm not saying the other ones didn't have that. but this one just really just has his own personality looks like. And I mean, I think I'll rock it every day if I could, if it's comfortable, just depending on what the weight feels like and all that good stuff. No, I a hundred percent agree. Um, it's not going to be for everybody, but when you mix, I think basketball with shoes, I mean, it's in a drawing sneakerhead that maybe you aren't feeling the lifestyle stuff, but I think for the most part, this is really, <laughs> a broad assumption but basketball shoes brings a lot of us together fundamentally the jordan brand the air force one the dunk those three together whether you know it or not you like basketball shoes so this easy basketball really kind of bridges that gap and i think like the last one i kind of want to touch on is bar none the most polarizing shoe of them all and it's the foam runner like, I like it. It keeps growing on me every time. It reminds me of like something Poison Ivy would wear from like Batman. If you're to, to paint him green, she had like vines coming out of him and stuff. But just, I'm more and more of a fan of something looking really old or something looking really new or like not so new that we don't know it's new. It's like off the radar. And I think these foam runners are for sure pushing that off the radar. Didn't know we needed it until you know, you need it type deal. 
See, I feel opposite of that. I feel like it's more off the reservation and off the radar. Uh, I, I'm not a big sandal person to begin with. Um, so I feel like this is just a sandal um, that's made of foam and I guess what algae. I don't know what he used to make these, but I mean, at least it's so, like environmentally conscious. I can give him that. I think they're supposed to be like 75, 80 bucks, but dude, the only thing I can think of is the reseller going to make a killing off the flip of these. They're made out of all the plastic that's within Kim Kardashian's body. <laughs> so she's she's gone now. He he used her. She's she's gone. So like Connie's like Kim, I want to change your shape. So let's just take all that plastic out of you, and I'm gonna put it in my. <laughs> and I can rebuild you. We have the technology to. Do. That woman changes complexion, facial structure, and shape faster than any other human being on Earth. So it can't be. It can't be healthy at all. all. Right. I mean, well, it's not. I'm going to, I don't know the other way of putting it. I'm going to laugh at it. But there's no safe way to put your body through the stuff that Kardashians put themselves through. But that's not the point. Um, they're basically the opposite of retro. They want to be as reinventive every couple months as they can be, which isn't at all what basketball fans or sneakerheads or tennis shoe fans, whatever you are in the sneaker world, are accustomed to. We like seeing old stuff come back, like a lot. <laughs> like you put a retro out there, and we'll start peeing our pants a little bit. So, <laughs> with that, so true. I mean, it is. I mean, with that thought, we've had so many retros released this year. It's nothing new. They come out every single year from all the brands. So. And to kind of keep on brand with what we've been doing the past couple episodes, we're going to take a look back at the best retro shoes of 2019, according to Mike and I. So this is totally subjective. Um, we just tried to go underneath the rules of retro only. So um, I don't want to include stuff like... Um, uh, like the Sakai Blazers. I don't think those, I guess they technically count, but they're just so far off the beaten path. It's like a completely new version of the Blazer. Um, yeah. So we're, we're, we're trying to keep stuff as truly OG or retro. Does not mean it has to be from the original run of the model. So if something released in, let's say, 1989, and the shoe we're going to talk about came out in 2006. That's still that still counts as a retro. So with that delightful setup, Mike, I know you have an Air Jordan on your on your list there. Um, what's one of the retros you were having this year? Yeah, so starting from the bottom bottom up, I'll say number five on my list of top five retros for 2019 was the Kobe 4 Pro Tro. Now, I would have put the sneaker higher on my list. But I felt like Nike just didn't take advantage of all the great colorways that were out there. You know, Laura Marion, All-Star, Gold Medal, for example. Plus, we just kept getting teased with all these DeMar DeRozan, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Luka Doncic, PEs, and uh, WNBA PEs. Like, we, we were teased with all these great colors. And I feel like we just didn't, didn't get it. I mean, they had a couple of the originals, like the draft days. Uh, Del Souls, Carpe Diems, D Hattie, 
uh, undefeated pack. But when you think of the Kobe four, there was so much more to it. And I mean, we'll just go ahead and even eliminate the fact that we were kind of uh, uh, deceived by the the pro-tro tagline on it. But other than that, I mean, release some more colorways, give us some more originals, give us some more new colorways. And I think I could definitely move this higher up on my list. We totally got blue balled with the Kobe four. It's like, mm-hmm. we're going to give you what you want. <laughs> they get your pants off. And then they're like, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, uh, I really wanted to see the all-star Kobe four come back. Super bad. <gasps> I was very happy to see all these Laker colorways because they don't Carpe Diem and Del Souls. And those are, those are Laker colorways. And, and that was really cool to see. But I've, lose my shit a little bit every time I see a silver DeMar DeRozan PE or, you know, the WNBA all-star pair you were talking about. Like there is so much heat that was left on the chopping block that it hurts. Um, I was definitely, I was definitely reeling a little bit from, from, from the lack of colorways, but you know, maybe they'll keep this kind of stuff going where we keep getting, Kobe Protros over the next five years and they'll just slowly trinkle, trinkle down the pipes. I sure hope so. That's really <laughs> yeah, I think I can hope for. <laughs> so I didn't think about order really, but I'll start thinking about it now as I speak. Uh, I'm going to start off my retros with the Adidas FYW 97. So that stands for Feet You Wear. It was like Adidas proprietary technology in the 90s. They used it in the Kobe line. They used it in running shoes, training, all over the place. Um, But this particular pair got all kinds of flavors. Um, Much, you know, to be the polar opposite of the Kobe 4, anything you could think of came back on the FYW 97. We had a whole bunch of Kith... Kith collaborations come out, um, some OG colorways, monochrome colorways, brand new ones, um, all of which are still pretty much available on Adidas.com outside of the Kith, you know, the Kith collection. But I love the lines. I love the overlays. It reminds me a lot of like the Zoom Spiridon from Nike. Um, with kind of the way the outsole looks and the midsole tooling. Um, I love the logo, the little foot logo. It's just one of those really quietly released retros that people really weren't talking about, myself included. This is the first time I'm bringing it up. But I thought about it a handful of times silently to myself. So (laughs) I'm putting them on the list. (laughs) Dude, that's a good find because I completely forgot about them after the Kith release that no one could get. Um, but I'm not gonna. I'm looking at them right now, and and I never really thought about it. But there looks like it has some spirit, spirit on you know characteristics to it. And if anybody's curious, they're seventy bucks right now. They're they're literally fifty percent off, and I can only imagine what's gonna happen Black Friday. So if anybody out there knows how they fit, let me know because God knows Adidas literally picks and chooses how each shoe fits, you know, by flipping a coin. But these are sick. I'm like, there's some of the women colorways I think are probably there's like a, a like almost a salmon 
mesh with white leather overlays and black accents. That color is legit. Give me that salmon. Oh, yeah. They got some good ones this out here. <laughs> I mean, there's a um, dude wearing it in the in the modeling picture, so I mean, I guess it's okay for me to buy it. No, it's totally okay. I don't even know why half the yeah. time they put this, you know, they differentiate women's and men's. I mean, sometimes I get it, but a lot of the time I want to wear those shoes. <laughs> um, so what's what's next on your list, man? What, what next retro were you happy to see back this year? Keeping up with the same trend, actually another Kobe, uh, the Kobe One Pro Tro. Um, didn't have much bad to say about this one at all. Um, great materials, added full lens zoom to it, 81 point colorway, one of my favorite shoes ever to release. I mean, if you don't think this is a classic, I mean, I, I think we can't be friends. If I will tell it to anybody who tells me it's not. <laughs> It's it's funny you say that because I feel like the Kobe one went through about a decade period where it wasn't cool. Like people didn't want to. I never saw Kobe ones just like in the streets, but the Pro Tro version that hollowed out a lot of the unnecessary weight, slimmed down the carbon fiber, made the zoom bigger, and it made it a beast. Like. I didn't really think about how much I liked it until I realized I have four pairs. And I guess that's kind of a yeah. kind of a problem. You're like, Oh shit. I bought four of those things this past year. That's I, I definitely like that shoe. 100% like it. it's so comfortable and it's, it can take a beating, man. You could, you know, get mud splashed up on it and it wipes off pretty easy. Creases very nicely. I don't have anything bad to say about that pick. It's a good pick. Yeah, it, yeah, they did something right. It was one of the few retros that are done. Like they actually improved on the original model. So two thumbs up for execution on that one. When it comes to a retro, you either want it to be improved upon while still carrying over all of the basic elements that make the original what it is, or you want something so one to one and identical to what you had back in the day that any variation just won't do it for you. So my next pick here at coming in at number four is the Air Barrage. And that shoe was a one-to-one -one perfect retro of what originally released in 1995. Now, a lot of people don't think of this as a turf shoe, but it definitely is. It definitely has those turf straps. But like my first, when I look at it from like afar, I think retro basketball is from the way it just purely looks from very far away. Just a one-time analysis of it. I think basketball more than training, but that just shows how it kind of transcends divisions or categories. Like this shoe kills in any facet. It has a much more manageable air branding on the side instead of like the air up tempo all over the place. This is just very clean on the midsole. I love it, man. I'm I'm waiting for it to get. I think seventy five bucks, sixty bucks is is the price point I'm looking for. I'm definitely not, not looking for one forty, but hit me with that sixty five seventy five range, and I am a buyer for sure. Dude, that's how I get roped into so many sneakers. I probably don't need to buy, but end up buying. 
that that price point gets just you can't deny it. It's like if I wait any longer, it's gonna be gone. But uh, yeah, it's a dog voice kicks not to, not necessarily. Yeah, <laughs> I can't deny it. No, this one won't. I'll wear, but I definitely appreciate it, man. Like I've seen, I think my favorite colorway they have like a like a raptor esque colorway, and I've seen it sitting in stores. But it, man, it won't go on sale. But like, I've literally seen them, and I guess people are buying them at full price. Nick's out there buying them at full price. Um. <laughs> he's not feeling well today, but he's still buying. Full price. He's still in the streets buying full retail shoes. Um, I mean, there's almost like not a colorway that looks bad. There's a black and white, a little bit of fresh water feel on one of them. White and red. That Raptors one you just described. I mean, they're all this simple, clean retros. Mm-hmm. This is a Golden State color one, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they did. They 1,000% did. Um, I believe that was uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. I know Tim Hardaway Sr. I was just watching Mavericks highlights before this, so I'm thinking Jr. But um, Tim Hardaway Sr. for sure rocked these. Um, Or maybe it was Mitch Richmond. Maybe I think for sure, and I'm not for sure. Listeners, if you remember off the top of your head, I could very easily Google it. But if you remember this shoe and you know who wore it in Golden State, Drop us a review, a comment, and let us know about it. What do you got up next? Number three, the lone Jordan on my list. It's a cool gray four. Um, you kind of have to put it on the list. I mean, only the last time we got it was 2004. The only time we got it. Been 15 years, but just like all those retros that kind of people were like, oh, I want it, I want it, a.k.a. the Jordan 3 Mocha. Jordan finally gives it to him. They're like, oh, I didn't really want it that bad. <laughs> I just think, but aside from that, I think it was like, I think it's a great, you know, shoe put together very nice. Um, honestly, this is one I'm waiting to go below retail. I see it fluctuating a bit on resale sites above, you know, the 200 or the 190 mark, about 200, 210. But then I see it drop every so often. So just waiting for a sweet spot because if it's going to go the way I see, like, and particularly these these what the fours are going, I think I have a shot at catching on people on retail within I'd say about six months at the latest. I know you like it, and this is one of your favorites. No man, those those cool gray fours are all gone. I mean, that ship is. Oh yeah, no, they're gone. I'm talking about no resale sites, like they're gone on retail. But uh, I see them fluctuate resale sites though. They keep they go up, but then they go down, and I keep missing a down. So I'm gonna gotta keep a good close eye on them. Because I've seen them go down to about 160, 150. I just need to be paying attention and pull the trigger. And you 100% need to pull that trigger because it's such a cool gray. It's almost like a dire wolf gray. I mean, dire wolves are white, but um, <laughs> no, Ghost was the white dire wolf. All of them, rest of them were gray. You don't watch Game of Thrones. You don't know. But um, only the is, I knew about the wolves. That's why I laughed. I'm like, I know one thing about wolves. <laughs> But they were just like a really Little cool wolf. bluish tint to the cool gray forest. And yeah, I 100% yeah. agree. That's that's a retro people got to get. Um, and they didn't keep the same energy. You're a, a thousand percent right. People were so hyped about those and mochas. And I almost want to say like maroon sixes from a couple of years ago. And then they came out. Oh, 
And we were like, oh, now I'm, I'm good. So <laughs> I was like, eh, I was kidding, guys. I don't want that anymore. Right. Uh, I guess there's shoes that like you pump fake the people wanting, and there's shoes that come out in retro that kind of no one was asking for. And that's that, that's my next one here. Um, I'm gonna go with the Air Max Tailwind 4, originally from 1999. This shoe has just like the coolest caging. It has the coolest line work, has Air Max in the heel and forefoot. I've particularly been drawn to like the white, black, aloe verde is the tentacle color of the green and Volt colorway. Or like a little green to yellow fade on the sides. Um, but there's been heaps and heaps of colorways, everything from like all black to like sail and everything in between. And I've I tried a couple on and I'm like right there on the fence. And then I go and buy stuff like cool gray 11s and keep buying other things and I get distracted. But God is my witness. I am going to buy that Air Max Tailwind 4. Like it looks so cool. Just a very, very 1999 shoe in all the right ways. Dude, it's a, it's a good shoe. I mean, I've been on the fence about buying it too, but I'm just, again, waiting for the right price. And I mean, I know a couple places right now. I mean, some guys we did some work with, uh, Active Athlete. Uh, we put a link up on Twitter a couple uh, weeks ago. They're selling some for like 79 bucks. Uh, Goat, that same color we were talking about is going between like 75 bucks and 100 bucks right now. So it was one of the ones I'm like, man, I want to buy it, but this is a tough time with all of like releases and stuff coming out. So I'm trying to, you know, buy at my time and make sure I, I spend my cash wisely, but it's definitely on the radar. It's, it's just a solid shoe. It's very versatile. It goes with anything. Does that ever happen to any of our listeners where you're like, I want this shoe. I need to get this shoe, but then all these other shoes get in the way. <laughs> it's like you, you have a game plan. And you're like, all right, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to buy these. And then like four days later, you buy something else. It's like, ah, that's 1000% what I keep doing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I literally have dilemmas. It's, it's, well, oh my God, I can't remember the economic term for it, but it's literally, uh, I can't make a decision. Like, I don't want the oh, opportunity cost. It's I want this, but I'm like, ah, oh, but then I can't get this one. But what if I get this one and this one? Then I'm poor, so I can't do that. Either you're going to pay rent or you're going to get those 18th pair of shoe that you really don't need. Yeah, and I always go to do the adult thing, so I feel good about myself for making good life choices, but, you know, sad shoe choices. Yeah, <laughs> you for sure got to pay rent. Like, don't. <laughs> That's important, right? I don't, <laughs> don't ever not pay your rent. Yeah, right, man. I don't care how much you like the shoe, pay your rent. Um, <laughs> unless shoes are paying your rent. That's a that's a different story, but yeah, man, <laughs> keep it tight at all times. Keep your priorities tight. Um, I guess tight, <laughs> tight um, would kind of describe yeah. the next shoe I have here. I'm gonna go super duper OG. I'm gonna go so far back in Nike basketball that I guarantee most people don't know this is a basketball shoe. But I'm going with the blazer mid 1990s <laughs> tongue tied 1997 <laughs> um, 1977 retro we saw it on the stranger things collection we saw it 
on a trio. I think it was blue, red, and green. There's been yellow checks. There's been like fuzzy sheep kind of like styles to it. Basically what it comes down to is if you put that blazer mid with the OG construction with white leather and a little bit of color, you have yourself a freaking winner. I see that shoe more than, I would say top five. I see the Air Force One a ton, see free runs a lot, see a lot of ultra boosts. But without a doubt, the Blazer 77, I see on the day-to-day. I have two pairs, love them both. Um, I just can't get over how good they look on foot. It's just something so simple. The price point's cheap. I could go on and on for days. But just the fat check mark on it, everything. I, I like every single part of that shoe. And I'm so happy they quit doing like Blazer Lows and SB Blazers and just gave us the original. End rant. <laughs> yeah, the, the Blazer 77 super nice. And I think it, my favorite actually that, that pack they released, it was just a kind of the cream off-white uh, base color with the you know primary color checks you had the what you had the black check blue check you had the the green check or swoosh i'm sorry if i offended anybody by saying check um but those were surprisingly i think sold out pretty much everywhere they, they landed even uh the, the nike website i correct me if i'm wrong anybody but i'm pretty sure those actually flew off shelves they were like a hundred bucks and people loved them and clearly shows where I've been seeing them everywhere and I just haven't really been paying attention. So I'm sure they're out and about in the streets here as well, but uh, good, solid shoe. Uh, yeah, I think a great pick. Now, my number two pick is going to be the Reebok Antra 5. Another retro we got solid materials on. Um, only complaint about it, which is not, I mean, I guess really can't be a complaint is that it kind of goes with our, our, our past arguments is I can't justify spending 140 bucks on it. That's my only complaint about it. Other than that, I think it, it was well done. Materials are solid. Uh, good looking shoe. I mean, they stayed, again, pretty true to original form on this one as well. Um, yeah. Did you like this one at all, Robbie? I know you're not a bot boy, but uh, you can still appreciate it from afar. I'm appreciating from very afar with sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them see you looking. Man, I just, every time, and I got in this conversation with somebody else with Under Armour, and I was like, you could give me a pair of Reeboks or a pair of Under Armours for free, like the hottest collab there is, and I'm just not going to wear them. It's just, it's not even allegiances at that point. It's just not my steez. I don't don't know why. (laughs) I'm trying to think of something nice to say to like get on your side. (laughs) <laughs> they're important like there's no doubt that i understand their historical importance of footwear like i totally get that but i haven't worn a pair of reeboks i think literally seventh grade yeah seventh grade is the last pair of reeboks i wore and i'm not <laughs> soon i was like we're 30 so that's been a while <laughs> yeah no nah, it's, it's 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 been almost 20 years i would say we're going on 20 <laughs> in a hot minute. God dang, dude. But I mean, when was the, I mean, 
I guess I know you wear Pumas, so I can't ask that question. <laughs> You're very good at diversifying what you have. I am not. But see, I kind of wish I was your way, like, like you. Though. It'd be way easier for me to make decisions about sneakers I want to buy. Because I would eliminate, you know, a whole plethora of things I don't have to look at. I mean, it's just like, literally, it's just a bunch of I'm like, oh, look, this one. Oh, look, this one. Oh, look, this one. It's, it's ridiculous. I like this one. I like this one. Um, what's that quote where he's like, I'm like a dog chasing cars. Even if I caught one, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> you get it like, I don't, I don't know. I have it now. Side note, I think that's one of my fears about ever buying like a couple of my grills because I think if I ever, ever like bought, we got a hold of both the Shadow One and the Royal One, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I'm like, so I, do I just, am I done? No. Do I quit? I'll, I will 1000% <laughs> tell you once you get shoes you've always wanted and you think it's going to scratch the itch, this, the itch is now <laughs> 10 times itchier. <laughs> like it just gets worse. So. It's it doesn't get any easier. And I mean, my next shoe here, I almost want to put it at number one. But I'm going to put it at number two just because I'm still butthurt. I didn't get a pair. Um, this is a super grail. This is a shoe people have definitely been had, have definitely had on their radars for over 10 years. Um, the Air Jordan 6 Dornbecker, the retro. Oh. Out of thin air, came and went so fast, Mike forgot it existed. But I bet you just about everybody probably forgot, unless you have a pair, and it's like your success story of the year, if you got a pair of these. I I mean, I've only had one pair of Dornbeckers, and I flipped them. I've missed out on every single one I've ever tried to get. And this Dornbecker 6 Retro is no different. I love navy blue shoes. I always have. I like the detailing, translucent outsole, the red, the yellow. Just, it's such a perfect non-OG Jordan 6 that I think this takes a crap all over the Travis Scott 6. It takes a crap all over the black infrareds. Like this is like the Jordan 6 I would take if I could only draft one for the rest of my life. One Jordan six to be exact, but I love that shoe. I, I remember waking up and being like, okay, let's give it a shot. Maybe I'm lucky today. And I wasn't, and I still think about it, but um, it's, it's holding its resale. So I am not going to be trying to buy it anytime soon, but that's, that's like number one or number two in my, in my retro list. I remember waking up. When you after I think I probably blocked this out of my brain because it was so disappointing. I woke up, turned on my phone. Oh crap! This release I didn't get to. Like it literally came and went so fast that it was just a, a blip on the radar, and it was crazy. Like people, people talked about it clearly with the you know rumors of it coming back and so on and so forth once it was confirmed. But he noticed that after it came out, like it literally went from Doran Becker six to Travis Scott mania. Like no one even talks about it anymore. Everybody was sad they didn't get it. They're all like me. Repressed memories? Maybe that's what happened to me. I just repressed it so far back that I just like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Shoot. But no, uh, I think one of the, I say top five, if not top three, Jordan 6 colorways of all time. Um, it was done so well. But I mean, a lot of times Dornbecker, 
they get a little busy. I mean, of course, the kids design them. They like colors. They like design. So nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Not for me all the time, but the Jordan 6 was done in such a way that it looks like it was just like dipped in all the premium goodness and just you come out with that just a beautiful shoe. So it is uh, it's definitely a good one and one I, I'm sad I forgot about it and didn't get. So, but my number one is kind of kind of cheating because it's kind of two things, but you guys will understand. Um, I put the LeBron three and LeBron seven as my number one retros of 2019. Now, are they the most wearable shoes? No, because they're, they're pretty big sneakers. But the LeBron retros have actually gotten the formula right. You know, what Robbie said earlier, we either want the retros to be upgraded and still look the same or the same to a T. And I have to say that when it comes to being the same to a T, this is the closest I've seen from any sneaker to be retroed. LeBron 3 and the Yeta Super Braun colorway, my personal favorite, I think the best, the Oilers colorway, the Navy colorway, white, black, and red Cavs colorway. Um, you had a, a bunch of them come out. Uh, you had uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary, which is still an amazing shoe, still sitting around for some reason. Um, you had the red carpets, LeBron 7s come out, and now you have rumors of the LeBron 7 Christmas making its way back to us before the end of the year. They got it right. Even the LeBron 7 brought back the original box. Um, not so much the LeBron 3, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not wearing the box, but everything is just done so cleanly. There's, I, 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 everyone I've seen has not had any kind of material flaws. Nothing that's, you know, off from the original too much to where you're going to notice it is. Mikey did it right with those. I couldn't agree more. I love both those shoes. The three more than the seven. I know that sounds crazy, but I love everything about the LeBron three. I default you 0% for not being able to choose one of the two because they're just, they're both slam dunks. Um, my number one here is now switched over and over and over again. Um, honorable mention, quick drop would be the Ivory Snake Air Force Air Force Jordan Air Force One Low. Um, those are super cool, but not as culturally or uh, historically important as my number one pick. I'm going with the BB Four, the Nike Shocks BB Friggin Four, and. I've owned a pair back in the day. I know that I don't like them. I will not buy them, but it makes me think about Vince Carter and his last season and how much he's really meant to my life. I know it sounds weird. I'm like, oh, Vince Carter is a pivotal part of your life. I'm like, well, no, like not directly, but he played for so long that I remember him coming up. I remember all-star Vince, I remember superstar Vince, megastar Vince. And then as he's very, very classfully declined in, you know, athleticism, he's become more talented at a three-point shot. He's a mentor. He's just been so graceful, both when he's high flying and when he's mentoring the youth and, you know, helping the next crop of kids come up. Um, obviously the death dunk, 
he wore this shoe during that moment where he dunked over the seven footer in the Olympics. I personally remember more Kevin Garnett's like trying to punch somebody after he did it because it got everybody so hype that like the energy was just overflowing through everybody on that court. But like <laughs> Nike's really thoughtfully brought back Raptor PEs, um, some OG stuff. But just this is definitively the end of a decade. It's the end of an era having Vince Carter. And it's the end of like a superstar that was carrying the torch for Nike basketball for a good, you know, four or five year run where like Vince was the face alongside LeBron and alongside Kobe. Um, I think history is going to be very kind to him. Um, history has been very kind to the BB4. So that's why I, I kind of had to put that shocks as my number one. Those shocks. I ain't mad at because I'm as soon as you said that I turned around in my chair from my desk, looked at my shelf and could spot instantly my 2012 House of Hoop retro of the BB4 Olympic. I still have that shoe to this day. I try to wear it every so often just because I get super nostalgia. Like I, I remember I watched the event uh, was the uh, you know, the event was the Vince Carter effect or I can't remember the name of the documentary. As soon as I saw it, I'm putting them on. 30 minutes later, I'm taking these off. They hurt. But <laughs> it is just such a it's it's uh it's a staple of, of NBA history to have that. And the fact that I was able to like hold on to Olympic color, the one he dunked over the seven foot Frenchman, makes me happy. Like I'm gonna keep that pair of shoes forever. Every time I do my clearing of my my closet every couple of years, that's not even a question. That shoe stays put to the side. And like I said, I try to wear it every so often. And the fact that um, they come out with decent colorways of it still, like they're about to release the black with the yellow uh, heel cup. They did the Raptors, which is actually cool. Cause if I'm not mistaken, it has like three M Raptor like claw marks yeah. on it. And it is not 180. If I can go back and if I can find that shoe again, we're looking at a, I will go 99, 99 and below. If I can find that colorway in my size, I buy it. Not to necessarily wear, but to add to the BB4 collection. Because just like Robbie, like Vince Carter is one of the one of my players I've I followed and just was just a part of like NBA coming up for me. Like him and T Mac and and Kobe were like definitely like at that time period three of the players I was like super following. And I mean, yeah, when he's gone, he's gone. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think this is his last year. So what's your even if you don't wear it, you got it. What's your favorite Vince Carter moment? Like end game moment. It can be all-star game, a game, all-star weekend. Do you have a favorite Vince Carter moment? Man, I mean, I think it sounds super like cliche and I use the same answer, but dude, I, the, the honey dip dunk, he just shut down the, the, the slam dunk contest. That's kind of what did it for me. I'm like, and then watching just old highlights of, him and Tracy McGrady, just what that team could have been if they, you know, the injuries didn't happen and he, you know, and the Raptors didn't do him dirty. I think they could have won a couple times together. Tracy McGrady's entire career needs to start off with the sentence, what could have happened? Like, it's, it's sad. Oh, yeah. But my number one Vince Carter moment is the dunk 
on Orlando morning when he was playing for the Nets. He gets the steal, spins on the three-point line, runs up to one of the best shot blockers of all time, bodies him with the shoulder, knocks Zoe down midair, and then he yams on his fucking face. Like, I've never seen Alonzo Mourning be pushed back like that. It was like two forces meeting together, and Zoe was so used to meeting and winning that Vince was just like, nah, we're meeting, and I am going to take this to the house. All over him. A funny story Vince Carter told on um, ESPN a couple years ago. Orlando wouldn't speak to him for years after that. Like he wouldn't. (laughs) I mean, he got body, bro. He was upset. But like the body of all bodies. It's like, go YouTube it. He hits him with the body and then still finishes with the other arm over him. It's just. It gives me goosebumps every time. It's like, that's, that's Vince Carter. It's grace. It's power. It's just, bam, everything at once. Um, He's only got it to like try to incorporate like 360 windmill dunks in a game. Like he was a show. Yeah. He's done some stuff in game where people could not do on a court alone. Uh, It's just the end of era, man. End of a decade, end of a year, end of careers. It's just a lot of stuff changing as life typically goes. Well, can we get this man a ring? Can we help this man get a ring? Atlanta, like, I'm not not a fan of your team whatsoever. I think Vince Carter got a ring with Dallas. Really? Was he? I thought he was on a team after that for some reason. I could be wrong. I'm double checking right now. Wait, was he on? Was he? I don't remember. Double check, because if that's no, the case, yeah, I'm wrong. Well, it says he joined 2011, 2014. Um, yeah, he was there the year, like two years after. No, because they won in 2011. I think he must have joined that next season. That's okay. He 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 pulled the uh, the T Mac because T Mac joined the uh, he joined the Spurs right after they won that last one, and then they didn't like, win let me get one. it, man. And that's sad. I wish Vince Carter would have won one, but now he's so important to the game. It doesn't matter. He's not. He's not in contention. Oh yeah, he's going. Oh, home for sure. He's, he's never going to be in contention for the best ever. But I think that's why it will never really hurt his career. But man, he was this. Half he was literally half man, half amazing. So thank you, Vince Carter. If you ever listen, we appreciate you. And on uh, and on that note, man, I, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Um, again, thanks for listening, everybody. Cool. Make sure you're following the website at Sneaker History on all major platforms. My name's Robbie Falky. You can find me at R A H B E E seven o two. Mike, where where can they find you, man? Yeah, man. You can find me, uh, Sneaker History, of course. Also find me, uh, Instagram, Twitter at MadWatcher789. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you have a great holiday and tune in next time. See you. Bye. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to let you know of a few things that we've got going on for you here at Sneaker History. 
First off, you can save 15% off of Shrine Co. bag purchases at, on their website at theshrine.co using the code HISTORY15. The second thing is a favor. I wanted to ask you all to take just a couple of minutes to leave us a review on iTunes. Really, it's the only way that we're able to expand our audience and reach new people with this podcast. And we greatly appreciate all of you for taking just a couple of minutes out of your day to leave us a review. Whether it's good, bad, feedback, any of the above, we'll take it all and hopefully continue to make this podcast better for you with each and every episode. Last but definitely not least, do yourself a favor, do the community a favor, tell somebody that you like their shoes today. You never know how far that will go for somebody, and we all know how good it feels when we're recognized for wearing a fresh pair. So spread the love, and we'll keep doing the same. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, And we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.